and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast where we look back on the great glam and garish of Eurovision past. My name's Isabel Shulman and I'm joined, as ever, by a man whose Eurovision entries are often so spectacularly bad that it leaves us wishing for the sound of silence. It's Roland Bodnar. Hey, I keep on coming, don't they? Never. Do you like that never, one? That was good. That was clever. That, that was, was really smart fun, that one. one. Yeah, I like the ones that you're sort of like, where is it going? And then, uh, and then it hits. It's great. You know what, uh, mate? Oh. oh yeah. Every <laughs> every question. week, guys, it's you're just going to hear lots of very <laughs> tired. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, fine. Fine. it's definitely fine. Everything's okay. These ones are like these episodes, like the condition we're both in, are either going to be like great and brilliant because we just like, or they're going to go somewhere very, very interesting. Dark. Indeed, <laughs> it's going to go dark at some point, guys. Uh, it just goes if it just cuts out halfway through. One of us is either collapsed or just walked or out. We've just set the place on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, be prepared for that. Apologies, it's fine. It does. we're fine. Fine. Well, something that'll make you feel a little bit better, mate. Yeah. Can I interest you in? What's <laughs> coming? A lovely bottle of Krasno Sauvignon Blanc Ribola Giala from Slovenia. Hey, you done well there, didn't you? Look, I did good on the wine, didn't I, mate? Slovenia. I had to write the word wine on my hand yesterday, <laughs> so I remembered. I did say you should get that tattooed on your hand so that you always remember so wine. So many people in the office yesterday were like, "Is well, why do you have wine? Just the word wine written in your hand." I'm like, oh. I have to remember it's a specific bottle it's not just a drink in general I need no reminder to do it's that it's very it's very, yeah it's a very useful tattoo to have to just constantly remember wine wine helps like wine, wine helps wine that's what we need uh, yeah um, the yeah. only thing about it though it's tough like because that's a screw good choice top. it's from Slovenia I love Slovenia but then you've got a screw top it's a sacrifice and the guy in the shop that helped me find it was great as well he was um, he was a Leeds boy northern lad which was lovely is this the one near the office no uh, it was when I was off visiting a client the other, uh, last, oh, last good week good did it in advance didn't I that's I thought about it very organised I thought about it I was good uh, but yeah I'd love, a, I'd love a glass so I'd have to have a bit of a click of this Oh, yeah, that was a strong click. That's right. a well, well lidded bottle. Oh god, that smell! I have been looking forward to this all <sighs> day. <laughs> so, oh. less of a glug. It was, a, a, it was a, a steady glug. I was like all right with that. Clinky noise behind mm. it. Oh yeah. Guys, it's real. <laughs> Drinking wine. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. I have a feeling we're going to get through that quite quickly. Oh, that's a lovely Slovenian, mm. isn't it? Yeah, that is actually. It reminds Krasno. me of summer. Mm. Delicious. That's very drinkable. Yeah, it is. Um, it's we're very tired because, well, Roland is very tired because you're moving to New York in three weeks. I know, right? It's amazing the amount of things you have to do when you're like sort of leaving a life behind. That sounds oh deeper, darker than it is. No, but you know what I mean? You, you're literally like pretty much leaving everything behind and yep. taking like two suitcases yeah. and then hoping that you can find somewhere. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, mate. What do I do with all my stuff? Goes in the box, goes in the prize box for the song. Well, yeah, <laughs> all of my bed. <laughs> my bed. He gets to tell you, you get to have. <laughs> Just have it, mate. Yeah. It's got a flat in Peckham that needs moving into as yeah, well. You Anyone can, wants I that? mean, you have to pay rent for it, so. Yeah, it's not yeah, free. That's yeah. not a prize. We can't afford that. Yeah. Uh, We're not spendy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shall we start? Shall we, let's just fly okay, into let's it. Let's just get on. Uh, so let's kick off with a bit of Eurovision news. So I've got a couple of bits of Eurovision news. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, we do. Do you have some? 
I think it depends what you say. Okay, well, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, you All go right. first. Um, okay, so, well, to start off with, there's a bit of sad news, oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately. So, um, Eurovision fan favourite Joy Fleming has unfortunately died. Oh. Uh, Joy represented Germany in the 1975 Eurovision Song Contest uh, with, their, uh, with her entry, Ein Lied kann ein Brücke, uh, and she became a fan favourite uh, despite uh, only finishing 17th in the contest. Oh, so sad news. Sad news, yeah. But thanks, Joy. It's always to look. I don't know Joy, so I'm going to no. have to look into her for yeah, a future yeah. episode. It's always sad when we lose a member of the Eurovision family. Always. But Why aren't you moving to New York? Uh, I'm not dying. Dead. <laughs> My yet. voice carries. Did you say yet? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounded like a threat. Uh, Everything I say is a threat. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you got another <laughs> bit. Of, you got another bit of news. Cheer us up. I do have another bit of good news. Da, 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 news. 80s favourites, Bucks Fizz are back oh. and they start to tour once more as The Fizz oh my this God. week. So they changed their name again. The Fizz. We need, I need to update that episode. Yeah, you absolutely do. Let's go back, <laughs> edit everything. Um, well, you still get to do that because of the scoring, oh, aren't Jesus you? Christ, yeah. He's right, lazy sod. Yeah. He's do, he does nothing, guys. Honestly, I do all the work. <laughs> I do everything here. Uh, they're not really his songs. So, I write all of them. So, who's um, the lineup? I, well, that's the 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 all important question. Who is in the lineup? Are any of the original members in the Fizz? More than thirty years on, the original members of Book Fizz, the original members, all four: Cheryl Baker and Jay Aston. Oh, two original members. Are joined by founder member Mike Nolan. Oh, that is original member. And lifelong friend Bobby McVeigh. Okay, so that is all four of them. Why did they word it like that, though? They did that word, a that legal, word that I bet that's a legal thing, isn't it? Oh, my God. That's going to be how they've got around all of this and they've yeah. reformed as a whole thing. Because... Is if they say... So, Cheryl and Jay are, yeah. are original members of yeah. Bucksphere's founding member is Mike Nolan and, and friend. lifelong friend Bobby. Bobby, Bobby got the, end got of the, the deal short there. straw there, haven't you, mate? <laughs> That's heartbreaking. I feel like it's something special. I feel like I kind of want to see them because it's the original members, except you can't legally say that. So it's two original members, a founding member and a, a mate. Yeah. Lifelong friend. <laughs> lifelong friend. Lifelong friend. That is the weirdest thing. That's yeah. definitely a legal thing. That's mental, Because isn't they're it? all original members. That's mental. <laughs> but legally, they're not. Love it. Excellent. It's them. It's they fucking done it. Why can't they? Un- <laughs> they can't untie the shitty legal knots that they've done over the years. So they've had to do this thing when they wanted a bit of money, and they had to go. Well, we have to word it like this. Crazy. I bet they get introduced on stages that as well. Oh, like there's God. an order. So Cheryl and whoever has to come on first and introduce founding member, and then is our mate is lifelong friend. <laughs> but he Bobby. has to stay off stage. So he oh, just no, he stands. has to stay three feet away from the rest of the group. <laughs> he has to be just like yeah, just far enough away, just outside of the spotlight. So yeah, so Cheryl and Jay are t- right next to each other. Spotlight. Then Mike I, own a foot spotlight. away. Yeah, and then just out of the spotlight. And then a bit. You <laughs> can't quite see him. <laughs> But you can not, it's a hand occasionally that reaches in until they turn around and go, Bobby! Legal. Off! We'll oh, sue you. I love them. I oh, love that they, I love that they exist and they're still trying. Mm. Do you have any news? Uh, no. No, I, I, did, I was going to say, well, just really quick. Interesting. We thought Israel weren't going to be in this year because their broadcaster went bust. They got a new broadcaster and they've announced they're entering into the Eurovision Song Contest. Ace. Bloody good news. That's yeah. great news. Yeah. Good work, Israel. Very happy to have you back. Yeah. Oh, good. Lovely. 
Let's move on. Oh, okay. Uh, any other business? I've only got one bit of any other business today, yeah, go on. which is a message from um, Matt from London. Hey. Um, who contacted us saying, uh, I've got so much euphoria to catch up on, um, but had to pause it and get in touch as I'm on Fill Me Up and uh. Oh My God, then put the quote of the lyrics, I can feel your fuel inside of me. Is so disgusting. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I forget these. These ones come flashing back, like because these ones were like "Fill Me Up" was, you know, it was fine, but it wasn't like a big hit or a big miss. Mm-mm-mm. So occasionally, but it was, oh, horrid. Yeah, I occasionally remember what I've what I've said. And uh, do you wake up in the middle of the night with <laughs> sweat? Yeah, Ooh, fill me up with your fuel or whatever. Ooh. That was. Well, Matt loved it. Oh, thanks, Matt. I'm glad <laughs> someone appreciates the art of my lyrics. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, give us an email. Yeah, give us an email. Get in touch. Get in touch with us. You can contact us uh, via email on Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can give us a little teeny tiny tweet uh, <laughs> on at Cast. Send us a song if you've got a song. That helps. Fucking hell, man. That like, might help. Send us a song. I'm, I We're am... coming to the end of this series. So at the moment, those are all, <laughs> we're, we're yeah. setting those presence on fire we had some promises halfway through this season that haven't quite i've I had a lot it. of promises over my life mate i know fucking fallen by the wayside <laughs> that could be a podcast in itself isabel's, isabel's promises. broken promises oh, jesus christ uh this will be one of them apparently because we had people promising our songs and they ain't they ain't delivered do we need to top up our wine already yeah f- yeah this is so this is what i was saying about this episode we are Gonna nail our wine. <laughs> but we had a big pasta dish for lunch. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll just kick on then. Euphoria, the podcast. Let's do it. Take one. <laughs> um, so today we're gonna go a little bit. Let's let's do a little bit off piece. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, but still sticking on the Eurovision vibe. We're gonna talk about a name you might not know from Eurovision history. Interesting. About a man called Jimmy Jump. <laughs> I, I don't. Who was a. Uh, ESC 2010's most talked about surprise. Okay, a surprise. Oh, 2010. A surprise. Yeah, not a that recent. Long ago. A recent surprise. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, forgive me, Spanish listeners, for this name pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> contribution to Thank the song. You. you can tell when I'm tired and nervous because I'll sing, sing everything. So. Uh, Jean Marquette Icot was born on 14th of March 1976 in Sabadell, Catalonia. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. We're getting political. Made the name. No, okay, no, right. <laughs> no. Be non political. Okay. All right, good. Although I will we... say, what happened in Catalonia is fucking disgraceful. It's terrifying and horrible and awful. Horrifying. Yeah. All the people of Catalonia, all the people of Spain that stood for that referendum. Democracy. Bloody back you. Yeah. There you go, done. Better known... <laughs> Moving on. ...by his mischievous... Let's not... I can't dwell today or no, I'll no, cry. No, I almost cried earlier. We're just going to move. We're going to just jump We're just going to keep Jump going, from guys. tragedy to tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jimmy Jump. Um, better known by his mischievous alter ego, Jimmy Jump. Oh, okay. He is a professional nuisance <laughs> and streaker who for over a decade has been known for disrupting uh, and interfering in major entertainment and international sporting events. Yeah. Do you see where this is going? I do now. I feel like that is quite a mainland Europe kind of thing. I don't know why. Mischief. Mischief? Yeah, mischief. The Europeans are quite mischievous. It's that slap, I think it's the slapstick style. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's very European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Anyway. Definitely. Hmm, Moving on. And that was the thought of the day. (laughs) 
<laughs> his stunts have made him the most famous pitch invader in the world, but at a huge financial cost. Wow. In 2014, he claimed in an interview that 50% of his monthly income was being automatically channeled through to unspecified legal authorities <laughs> in order to pay off the hundreds of thousands of euros worth of fines collected due to his antics. Wow. I have no money, he told the website gazetta.gr. My total debt is currently around £220,000. You wonder why he does it then, though? Because it's yeah. not like it's like, oh, I'm saving lives or, oh, I'm doing it for the... I mean, is it an art? Maybe it's an art. Is I it an art form? I think so, although I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I was not convinced, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's an art. Like, I appreciated Dom Jolly at the time and Trigger Happy TV. Yeah. I thought some of his stuff was very funny and a yeah. bit subversive and a bit yeah, like... Yeah, same. But when it but costs I think it's you, a bit when done you now. owe a quarter of a million. Anyway, we've gone tangent. Mm, tangent. This is what this podcast does. Okay. Tangents. So what we're going to do, tangents, that's what we're about. We're for your podcast. Tangents. tangents. <laughs> Great. Um, so what I'm going to do is basically just go through some of his, some of his if you can call them highlights. Yeah. Just, we're going to go through some of the times he's invaded know. shit. I want to know your highlights. <laughs> oh, Roland. <laughs> That was a sound of, sound of silence moment, wasn't it? Hey. Okay, so starting off, 2004. Jimmy first hit the headlines when he staged a one-man invasion of the starting grid during the parade lap of a Formula One Grand Prix at the Montmelo uh, circuit near his birthplace in Catalonia. Which also... Uh, like, you don't want to fuck don't around with... this cars. Don't, don't fuck cars. around. Like your mum teaches you from day one. Don't, don't fuck around about, on the road. Look both ways. Look both ways. Don't fuck Cross about on the, the road. Crossing. And don't jump in front of that Formula One car because they go fast. That was exactly the words my mum used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always like that Formula One bloody track. <laughs> a diehard Barcelona football fan, Mr. Jump then became a somewhat tediously regular, if uninvited, feature of many of the team's uh, fixtures, invariably wearing his trademark Baratina, a traditional Catalan red cap known elsewhere as a... Oh, pronunciation... Fergian cap? P-H-R-Y-G-I-A-N. Fergin. Fergin hat. Fergin hat? Send us an email. Tell us we're wrong. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) Euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Correct us. In one of his most famous early pitch appearances during the 2004 European Championships final between Portugal and Greece, Jimmy brandished an FC Barcelona flag at the Portuguese captain Luis Figo, apparently reaction to Figo's decision to quit the Catalan side in favour of arch-rivals Real Madrid, Four years previously. Oh, he holds a grudge, doesn't he? Jesus, does he? <laughs> like, keep up to date, dude. That's an expensive grudge because he's, I don't know how much, so I guess like what, it's it's a few thousand a time, like maybe a couple of thousand a time. I don't know how many he's, he's done. The fines. Yeah, the fines. It, ha- sta- it says some of them later on. Some yeah. of them aren't too much. But if he owes 200, like quarter of a million now, he's like it's, it's, it it's, it's, yeah, that's an expensive uh, fuck you to Louis Figo, isn't it? I met for f- after four years. Give, like, move on. Get a or, d- or, or be more timely. Be more timely. I'm sure there was another chance to show Louis Figo the flag. Four years the previously, Barcelona, yeah. FC Barcelona flag. Jeez. Ugh. 2000, no. Two years later, during the 2006 UEFA Champions League semi-final between Villarreal, um, don't watch football, and Villarreal. Arsenal. Villarreal. Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. Villarreal yeah. and Arsenal, I know that one. Yeah. He ran onto the pitch just b- before the second half began, tossing a Barcelona journey. I'm struggling today, mate. We're, I'm, I'm, We're struggling together today. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. 
tossing a Barcelona jersey at Arsenal striker Thierry Henry with Henry's name and the number 14 printed on the back. This is a reference to Henry's upcoming transfer to Barcelona. Um, and number 14 was his number. Yeah. Um, Jimmy was apprehended and taken into custody by stadium security and later fined by Spain's Sporting Anti-Violence Commission. It was was it violent because he lobbed a jersey at Henri? Yeah, you ran on the stage and you lobbed some. Don't things. stage. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Shows how much sport is. <laughs> There's the audience and here's the stage. Now you'll all perform. Play football on the stage. You kick the ball about on the. St- it's a green stage. It's a green fluffy stage. <laughs> Don't run into do? each other on stage. That's you start stage oh, right. I'll start God, stage so left. <laughs> I've lost my mind. I, I am on. I'm, I'm on the. So, there's going to be so many errors. Just just catch so, me every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to edit this one. This is just, just like, you know, just, you should edit them. But over, the, when I say things wrong, just do your voice. So go. in that bit, when like, just have it with my say, Football when he pitch. ran onto this, yeah. Football pitch. When he runs. <laughs> I, we've gone hysterical. We've gone hysterical. <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when he ran onto the. Football pitch. <laughs> I don't know why I did it in that voice either, but it seems appropriate. <laughs> it has to be. Football pitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when I said tossing a Barcelona journey at Arsenal striker, it can be tossing a Barcelona football shirt. <laughs> <laughs> at Arsenal striker. <laughs> See, we're fixing things yeah, as we go. Retrospectively. Great. Oh God, I'm crying. Actively. Okay, go on. In 2007, during the Champions League final between Milan and Liverpool, he ran onto the pitch again, this time holding a Greek flag. He's a bit samey. <laughs> I know, he's got a shtick, hasn't he? He's got his, yeah, he's got his one act and he'll do it again and again and again. One trick pony. Yeah. I mean, not that we're not. Who's it for at this stage? Who's it really for? Is it for mm, him? Is it mm, like, mm, I get like the subversive thing, fine. I guess there's people, I guess there were people that were upset about Henri leaving and blah, blah, blah. But like, who's it really for? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Uh, and in 2008, at the end of the UEFA Euro semi-final match between Germany and Turkey, he waved a Tibetan flag and wore a t-shirt with an inscription, Tibet is not China. Bit more of a message there. Yeah, but wh- who, was, who was playing in the match? Germany and Turkey. Not relevant, <laughs> is it? It's not relevant. Neither of them were probably, well, I don't know about Turkey, but neither of them are claiming anything. N- and they're neither are Tibet oh, or China. I guess it's a world stage, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's all he's looking for. World stage. Probably more. More of a message than that one. Yeah, okay. By that point, he's probably had people Fine. going, mate. Get your messages. Like, Come on, you, get your on message the, clear. If you're going to be on the world stage, say something important. He had a marketing man by then. Yeah, maybe he did. He had a PR man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. During the 2009 men's single finals of the French Open, he accosted eventual winner Roger Federer, attempting to place a red barrettino on his head. Jimmy was tackled by a security guard while stumbling after he jumped over the net. He faced up to 12 months in prison for the incident. Whoa, a whole year. Um, a whole year. Don't fuck it. with tennis. It's not worth it. Don't fuck with tennis. I didn't know what happened until I heard the crowd react, tennis star Roger Federer yeah. said when Jimmy ran towards him during the French Open final. Um, so that gave me a fright seeing him so close. Normally, they, as in people who kind of run it from the crowd. Stage, stage invaders. Stage invaders. <laughs> tennis stage invaders. <laughs> Normally, they look at you and say, sorry, I have to do this. Wow. But this guy looked at me and I wasn't sure what he wanted. He seemed to want to give me something. In Jimmy's case, it was one of his barrettinas. The hat, yeah, the it hat. It was a hat. hat. It was a hat. He went back to the so hat again. most of the time, <laughs> most, 
But that's that's kind of dark anyway. Sorry I have to do this is what most people say. That's, that's before someone shoots you. Like, well, there was that... Sorry, I have to do this. Tennis player that got stabbed. Oh, shit, yeah. What was her name? Google was it Hengis? search. Was it Hengis? Google, da, 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 da. Uh, on April 30th, Monica Sellers... Is it? Uh, achieving a quarterfinal match with Magdalena Maliva in Hamburg, in which Sellers was leading. Gunther Part, an obsessed fan of Steffi Graf, ran from the middle of the crowd to the edge of the court between a break... Uh, during a break between games and stabbed Sellers oh. with a boning knife. Basically stabbed her in the back with a massive knife. In the back? Uh, she didn't return to tennis for over two years. Fuck me. That's horrifying. But after that, you know, after something like that, even years after something like that, because that happened... When was that, sorry? You know, that happened um, in 1993. Oh, shit. As a tennis player, knowing that that happened... If someone ran from the crowd towards you, you must always have, like, if you're a top tennis player, you must always oh, yeah. have that immediate thing of, like, oh, God, it's going to be the Monica yeah, Sellers well, thing again. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna, someone's going to stab me. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, I, we can, if you t- uh, actually... We can cut at the end. I would highly recommend that. just Googling tennis, tennis star... Stabbed. Tennis. Or tennis oh, star kill. No. no. There's really... There's a lot of weird stuff that happens in the tennis world. Shit, maybe we should do a tennis podcast. <laughs> A tennis murder podcast. Murder I, podcast. True crime's popular. Uh, yeah. But we'll just focus just on tennis. I have... Tennis, true crime. I don't know whether to be to feel bad about this, but I've definitely Googled Eurovision murder several times. Oh, who times. hasn't? <laughs> was, who there's hasn't? got to be something dark. Gonna like, there's going to be something If you know Eurovision buried. murder, yeah. get in touch. I feel like we're going to be like the centre of one of those... Uh, Scandy crime where we uncover it. We have a podcast and then we uncover it, but then someone tries to like kill us because we've uncovered it, and then we've got to like get anyway. Maybe we'll just do. Maybe we'll just fake it. Tangents. <laughs> yeah, no idea how I'm going to edit that. Just don't. You're just guys. You're getting us in our truest form today. You just need like a slightly mad. Yeah. Um. So explanation now. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Okay, good. Uh, Jimmy has said that his predilection for Barantines uh, is due to the Red Cap's popularity amongst 1789 French revolutionaries. Again, he's not keeping up to date. No. Uh, Making them a symbol of liberty. He wishes, he wrote, uh, to communicate the freedom of expression in a world which is increasingly under the control of the media. Mm. I feel like he's pulled that out of his arse. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the excuse. You know when someone's like, Waving their hands in front of your face, but going, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. Yeah. Like, like, that's a bit yeah. like, yeah, fine. Like, we know, like, freedom of expression is fine. It, you don't have to fucking keep doing it in my face because it's yeah. just annoying after a while, right? Yeah, exactly. Damn, I was kind of in, I was kind of on his side, but then that's oh. such a, like, I don't know. If he was, if he went like punk and he was like, nothing matters, like, nothing's important. I don't care about anything. Yeah. Like, I'm a nihilist. Yeah. Like, ev- like, it's all a facade. Why do people care about two men hitting a ball? Yeah. Why do people care about Great. two men? Great. I'd be well up for that. Yeah. But it's like, all oh, the freedom of expression. It's like, fucking freedom yeah. of everything. Also, that, day, that year, though, in 2010, he managed to find his way onto the stage during a far more important competition. Here we are. Here we are. The Eurovision Song Contest. Yes. During the 2010 ESC in Norway, Jimmy Jump invaded the stage during, and I used the word stage correctly this time. Yes, you did this Thank time. Thank you very much. <laughs> during, if you, you have to dub over that one now and just go football pitch again. <laughs> during the Spanish performance of Daniel Diguez oh, shit. Uh, and took part in the choreography. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it's quite funny. We're watching it. It's quite good. Um, 
he subsequently left the stage uh, just as basically you're watching it in a minute Roland he clocks he's on there for a reasonable amount of time he's not been too bad he is joining he's trying to do the choreography alongside them but yeah. he's obviously on the stage when he shouldn't be yeah and it's kind of a mental performance anyway <laughs> so you wouldn't know <sighs> yeah. it's fine uh, and then you can see two big burly shadowy figures coming in from the left hand side of Scary. the screen and he clocks it and runs off the front as they follow him down as well uh, he subsequently left the stage at the venue and was immediately escorted away from the concert area and taken to Sandvika police station where he was arrested and fined Due to the incident, Svante, lovely Svante, Svante. Uh, the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest at that time, allowed Spain to perform for a second time later in the evening uh, after the last regular performance. So after the wow. last person had gone, Spain were allowed to do it again because it wasn't very fair. Did it really, like, did it fuck them up? No. It's, I think, so... <laughs> To be fair, like it made the performance a lot more memorable. Yeah, because it, it wasn't otherwise win. wouldn't have been really. Yeah. Um, but fair play to the dancers and to the singer in it. Carry they on. They do not stop. Yeah. You can see the occasional glisten of fear in Daniel's eyes at what's going on, oh. but he keeps going. Yeah. He sings in tune. He doesn't miss a beat. Professional. He's not so professional. The dancers continue on around him. Yeah. They don't stop at all. No one gets annoyed. No one gets flustered. They just go for it. I had, like watching it, I was like, big okay. props yeah. to them. Yeah. Good work. If that had been me, I'd have just been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, into the microphone on live oh, TV. Fuck. And you just go, oh, mil- fuck it. Tens of hundreds of millions of people. You just oh. go, fuck it out. Oh. Okay. So, we'll watch a bit of it now. I sent you a link, Roland. You can stick it on and you can see what happened. Yeah, I'm excited. Did the singer say calm, though? Yeah, no, you know what? Like, I'm with you on that. I felt for the singer and I don't... I didn't appreciate him. <laughs> the, not the singer, the, that, the, inv- the invader. You saw him as he got on. You're like, you saw the singer just like, he kept mm. facing forwards with his eyes mm. went, this isn't normal. Mm. This isn't what we rehearsed. And then, man, I don't know. Like he got off stage fairly quickly and there wasn't a kerfuffle. I just think it's like, it's one thing to, you know, to get, I mean, <laughs> going back to your example earlier, to get up at a Tory party conference. Yeah. And start making a stand. Like the people that, you know, that protested at Trump rallies. That is one thing. To stand up there and just shout and go, I'm going to shout you down until I'm physically removed because this is such yeah. nonsense. Yeah, 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 That I am going to make a stand against this. Yeah. Because you are a vile human. What you stand for is disgusting. And this is a protest. And yeah. this is what a protest is. Right? Yeah. That bloke from Spain hadn't done shit. No. And also, like, and what, the dancers, like yeah. that's their one chance yeah. to be on stage at Eurovision, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like whether or not they're actually gonna, you know, get anything out of it. Like that's that's their time to shine. Like, what to are you doing? Protest mate? at Eurovision. Like Eurovision is all the wonderful things, right? All the lovely things. Also, that song was so forgettable. You could have chosen a better song to pro- to, <laughs> to run on stage to. Yeah, exactly. It's the second song of the night. Mm, poor loves. The whole incident put a big question mark above the issue of issue of security, though, however, uh. which has since then tightened up dramatically. Is it? No more stage invasions. Just like more big burly men. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what Jon did when he came in. That's more not... burly men, please. <laughs> that's what Isabel says every Friday. Oh. No. 
I love a burly man. I love you know I love a burly man. <laughs> love a burly man. Mm. Want to know my favourite stage evasion or shall I save that till the end? <gasps> What's now. your favourite stage evasion? My favourite stage invasion. My oh. favourite stage of My favourite stage evasion. Yeah. I think it's my favourite. It's just the one that sticks in my head. Jarvis Cocker when he's in When he got his, Michael, he slapped his bum bum. On Mike, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird stage yeah, of Yeah, I think that's Because that's celebrity on celebrity stage of It's not just like randomer. Great. Yeah. It's, it was the most insane stage performance of all time. Like, it was pretty crass. Yeah. And awful. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, I'm like... Not... Good on Jarvis to Cocker. Just get up and go, and this is To get on stage bullshit. next to Michael like, Jackson and be like, this is mental. What are we all watching? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of rad. The other one, the other one that's weird, which is a Eurovision link, uh, is, is Calvin Harris in, stage invaded Jedward on the X Factor with a pineapple on his head. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I'm not happy with him for that. No, don't fucking, Never don't mess been. with Jedward. No. They were consummate professionals as well. Yeah, and Calvin Harris is an odd one. Yeah, he's... I, a mate of mine, <laughs> his dad like works in music PR or something, rumoured was that when he was dating Rita Ora, uh, yeah, a mate of mine told me that his, his like uncle was at this PR event or music event or whatever, and um, and they saw Calvin Harris coming through the crowd looking like he was escaping like sniper <laughs> rifles or something. I'm like, what's going on? What's up with you? And he was like, oh, this was meant to be, when they were fully in love, like the newspapers were saying like, oh, they couldn't be more loved perfect. up. Yeah. And he was... <laughs> trying to hide from Rita Mora <laughs> and like ducking his head down and like like left left before and about 10 minutes later she turned up looking like over people's heads oh trying to spot where he was Rita's after me I also I'm not going to say any names this is going to be like so uh, so tangent tangents um this is not I'm not going to name anything specific here it's, I you told you about this the other day that there is a um I've now had from six highly reputable sources that there is a very famous television <laughs> chef who does very, very mucky things into women's hair after he has had one night stands with them. I got it uh, confirmed by the sixth person last week. I haven't read that on Pop Bitch. I have read, however, that a former then, UK Eurovision uh, oh, star yeah. is performing dirty, rude stuff on the internet. <laughs> And uh, asking people for money to uh, let other non-Eurovision oh. stars perform dirty, rude dirty, things naughty, rude on things. them on a live stream. Heard it here first. <laughs> well, second. second. <laughs> Eurovision news. <laughs> Tangent. Okay, going back. So, so, oh yeah, this was something I wrote down. Another pre-written tangent. Excellent. Uh, some of the info I got from this um, was, very sorry for clicking on it, guys, but it was from the Daily Mail. So, so sorry. We forgive you. So, so sorry. I've but it was, I had to do it because their article that day, so this is the day after Eurovision 2010, and the article they had about the contest was titled, the headline was... Germany win as Spain are rudely interrupted by stage invasion at Eurovision. Brackets and Britain come last again. Oh, that's a good. That's a, that's an action-packed headline, actually. Let's see. Rudely honest. interrupted. Winner interruptions and shit, UK. It was Josh that year. Oh, Josh Debovey. Debovey, mate. Not necessarily the star that we <laughs> were referring to earlier. Not, not, a, not at all necessarily. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Not at all necessarily. It may be Josh. <laughs> it may be 
any any performer anyone he is male i think we can say that we can definitely legally say he's male yes so there we go we've only mentioned two i feel like we should mention more because we mentioned scooch and josh tobobi we didn't even say scooch you've just said it then andy andy samson daz samson daz andy samson When Andy Samson came out of my mouth, I really wasn't sure about it. And now I repeated it. I was like, sure, Andy Samson. Andy Samberg? Oh, no. No, that's the guy from SNL. (laughs) Andy. We're going to have to move on. No, we're running out of time. Sorry about this. We're going to have to move on. Jesus Christ. Well, we said it would either go fun or dark. Uh, At least we've gone both. We went back and dark earlier. Lovely. You always know you're going to get a really rounded view of the world. From with us, after we drank a bottle of wine too podcast, fast. We did. Jimmy's shenanigans. Back to Jimmy. Yeah, so, oh yeah. <laughs> Finally. Wait, who's this? Uh, <laughs> this Jimmy Jim. Don't start again. Start. Remind me. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 guys, oh, no, we she's fucked up. Scrolling. We fucked up. No. Uh, we're gonna start again. Okay? No, please, please. Jean Macotticot was born on 14th of March. Please. Please. Yeah, I can't do that to you again. Uh, okay, Jimmy's shenanigans continued post Eurovision. He didn't learn. He never learns. He never learns. He's two quarter of a million in debt, mate. Bloody hell. In 2011, Jimmy invaded the pitch during the second half of the Barcelona and Real Madrid match in the UEFA Champions League finals. Back to football. That could basically be Vietnamese to me. I have yeah, no idea what those anything. words mean. Big After stage, basically. Big stage. He was on a big football stage, stage. guys. Big, big football, football stage. stage. After evading capture, he threw his trademark red hat oh. at Real Madrid player Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, before being apprehended by stewards. What problem did he have with Ronaldo? Did he have a problem? Just threw his hat. Just went for it, mate. All right. And on the February 13th of that year, during the 25th Goya Award ceremony, Jimmy invaded the stage just before the Best Actor Award was handed over to Javier Bardem, sexy, sexy oh, man. yeah. Before being whisked away, Jimmy Jump could say only a few words on the microphone uh, and cover the best actor Goya statuette with... A red old hat. A big old red hat. Yay. Yeah, he's got his signature. He's got his signature. Fair enough. He's consistent, at least. On November 19th, 2012, he invaded the field in the German football football match in Hamburg. He also disrupted basketball games and a prestigious... This is actually I quite like... <laughs> yeah, this was not it. It's not. He built up to this. And a prestigious and at a prestigious water polo match, he leapt in the pool to join the players. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I'm with that. You on I that like because that's I'm like that elitism. Yeah. Well, no, water polo is not elitism. <laughs> Who polo. plays water polo? I don't think that like polo working polo. class people don't. No. Who has a pool? Do you think anyone n- north of the Watford Gap plays water polo in England? I literally don't know anyone who Harrogate. plays water polo. Yeah, exactly, because it's mental. You laughed at someone the other day because you saw them holding a lacrosse bat. Yeah, lacrosse is posh. Water polo's posh. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Polo's known to be posh, though. Yeah, as and is so I water guess it's polo. Just polo in the water. If someone, I'd piss my pants if I saw a video of someone like dive bombing into a water polo match. In late 2012, his friend and Irish musician Rob Smith wrote and recorded a song in tribute of him called Salter Salter, the Jimmy Jump song, which itself features a small part of FC Barcelona's anthem El Can del Barça during the outro. We've got a little clip actually, we can play a little bit of his song. Have a listen to this a Irish bit of his song. songstress's song. Barcelona 
nice to have a song written about you isn't it it is isn't it have you ever it? had a song written about you mm. yeah Isabel, so i i was about to say you strike me as the type of person <laughs> that a, a young man becomes fixated with uh, and ends up writing a song on his acoustic guitar about like i bet it's like she like her oh her short hair's unusual and she has a nice laugh but You've never seen her in the bath. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, I hate it. No, they weren't better than that. Have you had a song written about you? Definitely one. Yes. And I think there's potentially going to be a second. You have your suspicions. I have my suspicions. So one was, there was a guy that I very briefly had a a love affair with when I was around 16 years old. Um, He was also the same age. It wasn't like dirty or anything. But... He was a bit of a numpty and um, a mate of mine, we were friends afterwards and a mate of mine and him were at his house. Then he had to go out to do something and our mate, mutual friend, I'm not going to say any names here because it would get, it would still at this point get that person in trouble. Uh But the third party friend went, "Um, so you know that blank... Uh, wrote a song about you. Oh! I was like, sorry, what? No. I was like, yeah, I definitely found it in his bedroom once. We went, we... He'd recorded it. it. No, he'd written it down. The lyrics were down there. Couldn't find it, but the only only lyrics that my third-party friend could remember was something about blank being my knight in shining armor. Oh no! So it was kind of about him. It was about me being with like the wrong guys, basically, and him like saving me. Every fucking teenager's boy's dream, right? So like, gross. Like, I am the last you. girl that needed saving, saving in her teens. Yeah. Like, I trampled all over him. Um, <laughs> Soz, he's fine. He's totally yeah, he's fine now. Right. He's okay. Um, but I also, last last one. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, he's got, he's got, um, as, as now unnamed, yeah. no, he's got history of writing songs about the songs that he would play me he when he would explain them he was like well this is about this that, and the other. that very tortured artist vibe yeah. which since the breakup i've always kind of thought you're like i mean you clearly just go insane just yeah. so you have something to write about yeah yeah you have yeah not even write about but have something to fucking moan about exactly have something to feel tortured around <laughs> yeah 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 so we'll see amazing we'll see what turns up in my song uh, amazing billy uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. I'm going to cut uh, over that with ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> We're being hilarious today. I love Great. it. We're doing very, lots of yes and, which means it's an hour-long <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, back to the story again. Jimmy has been barred from all football matches in Spain and Germany. Wow. Okay. All right. Now all I've got more They've respect for him. They've had enough. I've got. I've regained respect for him. All foot is it is a football match? Like whether it's like done, mate. Like sat like Saturday. They control like, all this nothing. stuff. Yeah. He's out. Banned. However, he said uh, previously that he planned to dodge that stadium band by heading further afield, stating, yeah. "All the Greeks support me. They want to see Jimmy again." Of course they do, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like all yeah. the all Keep the Greeks. You can't just say that, like in any argument. You go, well, oh, the, Greeks, the Greeks, the Greeks support me. Yeah, that sounds just mildly racist. Yeah, you know the Greeks, they like me. 
you can't you don't speak you don't speak for the Greeks <laughs> I do and they don't care <laughs> Christ oh jeez um, in 2011, Jimmy Jump was uh, busy collecting 3,000 euros through donations from visitors to his website to publish a documentary about his own life entitled Minute de Gloria. In this film, he wanted to show why he is still disturbing events despite the high fines imposed on him. Yeah. I could find a teaser online, yeah. but I couldn't find the full documentary. So if <laughs> it was ever actually money. made... And you know where it is, you know it exists. Please send it There's to us. Email. So it's podcast at gmail.com. Um, but I also checked his website, which is basically just a holding page now. But he's still around on Twitter. Look, just, I you feel type in Jimmy like Jump on Twitter, he's still there. That is perhaps one of the most self indulgent things I've ever heard. Not only that you are making your own documentary about yourself, mm. but that you are asking people to pay money mm. so that you can make your own documentary about mm. yourself like just either make it about yourself and pay for it yeah make it a passion project do it fine or, totally got yeah, no problem with that or just write a little article like yeah. a couple of thousand words yeah. about you know you could probably get that in the Guardian we, there's a lot of you shit in make, the Guardian these days film yourself like, for free mate you've got yeah, a mate that'll just keep filming you do a vlog Roland loved a vlog I loved he I loved, loved a vlog, vlog. Off. Uh, okay. That's my story. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> whether it was because of because of the no situation we're happened, in or but it was because great fun. Else. I've had a lovely time. You know, so actually, one of the things I really love, and uh, I, I, when Xanthony when Xanthony was on the podcast, I afterwards because we were a little bit drunk uh, when we walked back to the train station together, I feel like I talked to him for a long time about how much I love chaos. <laughs> I talked to you a long time about that. Yeah. I really like chaos. I really like just people putting things out of whack. Yeah. So I do. Um, we... So you appreciate Jimmy Jump in that aspect? Yeah, but I mean, I appreciate him doing that. He is a that. bit tedious, though, after a while. Yeah, exactly. He gets tedious. There's no clear message. Trigger Happy TV, again. Like I, you know what I would find funny? It's if you just sto- if you chose one specific thing. Yeah. And just kept ruining it. That would be great. Okay, kept so like. Kept ruining it. That... So he. All he ever did was ruin every single Barcelona match until yeah. he got banned completely. Yeah. Then he went, all right, I'll go to away games. Yeah. And started doing it then. Or then went, all right, I'll go to the nearby one. Just okay, find, I'll like, just do this. So yeah. Like, just found one niche. I just went, I'm going to keep ruining this and yeah. it's for this specific reason. And I'm yeah. going to keep doing it and keep being obnoxious and keep being a thorn in your side. Yeah. And that... That I've got respect for. Just like you've got focus, you've got a message, I'm into it. Whereas you just keep doing something without a clear message and no one's quite on side. What is this? It's very, it's just very, it's very selfish. It's very self, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-indulgent. Self-indulgent. I was almost said self-love. You know what it is? But that's wanking. It's heckling, right? Because, because. I hate a heckler. Well, well. I would say that there are some... I hate Heckler, there unless are, the comedian's fucking shit. Well, so there are there are situations where a comedian, i.e., and I know you hate this comedian, but Jimmy Carr, like, encourages hecklers because, like, yeah, part of his yeah, act yeah, is, yeah, like... Yeah. But he, yeah, he has set lines, yeah, he says back to them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen absolutely. it before, he's very good at it. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Or, like, you go to a really, like, a really uh, rough comedy night where it is, like, if you're a comedian and you perform there, you yeah. know there's going to be hecklers and that's yeah. part of the thing. It's like American comedians are like, yeah. that's their training basically yeah. is that they are, they have to go to so many weird little venues and weird little towns. Yeah. They know they have to be prepared. It's part of them becoming funnier. Yeah. It's part yeah, yeah. of their skills yeah. is that they have to know how to deal with the drunk, 
idiot four rows back who you can barely see and you can barely yeah. hear, but you know he's calling and you And it a can twat. get comedy like, gold, right? You can get can comedy do. gold out of that. But, 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 this is what Jimmy Jump needs to hear. Like there if are- it is not the vibe of yeah. the night, yeah. if it is not that kind of venue, if it is not that kind of evening, and if the comedian is doing a solid fucking gold performance and yeah. they're in the throes of things, yeah. leave them to it, mate. Yeah. I've had hecklers before. I'm a big, big comedy fan, big stand-up comedy fan, love oh. it. And I've been to shows before where it has been ruined. The entire evening has been ruined for me and the enjoyment of it because of a heckler who would not yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that. I like that. I like, I like that. that. It's done. There's been a few other Eurovision stage invasions, isn't there? The bum, the, the uh, not Australian, Australian bum this year. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. <laughs> there you go. Moving on. <laughs> That was my story. I liked it. That was great. great. That was Thanks, great. Mate. That was great. Oh you got a song now. Favourite time of the week. Yes. I've got a song. Uh, I have a song. You ready? You have a song and I have ears. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite episode of the podcast so far. It's just so everyone knows. This is the best one. <laughs> this is the one this is the one that wins us the award <laughs> the award oh god yeah okay the award <laughs> we'll be on that stage okay oh, go so last week I did a dirty <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was wrong I wronged the public I wronged the world I'm sorry I acknowledge that that could not get on the stage of Eurovision mm, ever again. Mm, mm. So this week I delved... Just had to change a couple of words. So today I have... I want to be good. I want to be positive. I want to be bright. I've delved into... You know, I've done... I've, I thought, you know what? I'm going to look at history. I'm going to look at the history of the UK, the United Kingdom, where I'm from, where I was born, where I was raised, the UK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling that. Um... So I looked at our successes and I looked at our most recent success, which was... Jade. No. What? Success. Win Katrina. Win Katrina and the Waves. Well, Love I, Shine well, Light. I've got a broader view on success, mate. Jade, you win. Yeah, Jade's great. Sorry. I mean, if it's success, Jessica like... Garlic. I'm talking... Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Lovely No, but ladies. I'm talking like... Right. You know, success Big wins, Katrina Eurovision. and the Waves. Katrina and the Waves. Love I'm talk- Shine yeah, I'm talking positive. to every I'm talking great. Also, I was slightly in- influenced by Graham, because when have I not been influenced by Graham, who said, why are you doing only electro yeah, pop? Yeah, fair enough. I have done a song positive lovely song which probably isabel is oh, yeah. yeah i'm quite drunk i might like it's it. a song called build them peace what <laughs> build them peace okay here we go the papers didn't want to make us cry and found it easier to feed us lies they told us what was fun, that peace had overcome Told us how we were the only ones who mattered now Well, what's left when it's said and done? How can you love when you're the only one? Well, in the darkness there's a shining light 
It stands for hope, it stands for equal rights Together we will stand one people Hand in hand, here we rise Then soon the whole world will realize Our hearts all beat to one rhythm So now's the time to start giving All the little lights are shining out tonight Now are you gonna turn away? So build them peace, build them joy, build them love within your heart. The sun will rise again, it's not the end. Pain will be gone, I promise you, my friend. But now we're standing on the edge of everything, so we cry. So all can hear us sing, we'll never die We'll spread our voices, spread them far and wide Till hate is gone and can no longer hide All the little lights are shining out tonight Now are you gonna turn away? All the boys and girls from all over the world Are standing up so we hear them say Everybody's good at something but nobody even let them start So build them peace, build them joy Build them love within your heart Build them peace, build them joy Build them love within your heart Rowling! <laughs> Do you know I what? We, yeah, so this is, I, I figured out the trick is just apply Israel wine. <laughs> we all need a little bit of love. We all need a little bit of peace. We all need a little bit of joy in our lives right now. Those lyrics are beautiful, mate. <laughs> build them peace, build them joy, build them love within your heart. I really liked it. Musically, it's the, it's the most complex thing I've done. It's really, ever. the melody was adorable. Really good. Like, <laughs> You did, you went off uh, from like EDM bangers. Yeah, yeah. Went into a different vibe, really chilled. I literally, I had both my hands like on my heart, like (laughs) swaying backward and forward. It's different, right? It's not about much. It's about just peace and giving everyone a chance. I really like it. People like Like, it. It is very Love Shine Light. No? no it is I know what you mean in terms of like lyrical content yeah. the vibe the vibe yeah. is there Yeah. but that was a fucking great song mate that was a fucking great song <laughs> Love Shine a Light man I love like oh, yeah, that no, yeah, yeah absolutely and it is interesting because like because and fucking... that works it's weird that's the thing it's weird how Eurovision works because actually while listening to it your song just then I was like is this it? is amazing I really like this this actually could be really good at Eurovision and then I was going ah oh, but would it be too wet would it be viewed it too wet you know, as too wet and a bit soppy and a bit because there's been songs in the recent yeah. years that have been similar, yeah. but they haven't actually done as well as you'd think they would and yeah. they would have done a lot better years ago. But I don't think it's even that things go out of fashion. No. I think with those types of songs, just occasionally, it really gets into people's souls a little bit. Uh, so yeah. I don't think, I think, yeah, the 90s was a bit more wet than it is now anyway. But so hence why I love Shine a Light people at that time. It, like, but occasionally people yeah. just, it just happens. So people embrace something that is a bit soppy and a bit ridiculous yeah. and a bit lovey-dovey, happy-clappy. Like, yeah. But it just gets you and you go, oh, 
yeah you know what fuck it yeah, yeah this is yeah, dead yeah. nice yeah i well, really like it I mean, it's really earnest you know i think that's what it, i think that's the difference it's if it's when it, it's real. it's not too earnest it's yeah. real it's just yeah. genuine katrina of katrina in the waves yeah. is not a soppy singer no. she's not being too earnest we've discussed no. this before something that makes me laugh more than anything is someone being inappropriately sincere yeah. about something yeah, that's yeah. a bit silly she wasn't she's just very cool smart, she sang a beautiful smart, song owned it but wasn't hamming it up no it wasn't like oh, I'm, I mean? I'm like crying because of the people yeah. she's like no love shines a light this is great we're strong this is beautiful like, cool. so I think if it had a similar vibe yeah. in terms of someone not hamming it up I also high thought, hopes I also thought like you know remember uh, uh, speaking to Jay Ewan earlier uh, remember when it started with Andrew Lloyd Webber behind the piano I thought if you have a grand piano on the stage and you have mm. someone playing the grand piano like those first like bum, bum, and they can get up and the piano can keep playing yeah they matter. keep playing they the singer is playing the piano yeah yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking yeah yeah, yeah yeah it shows talent talent and it's, they're not really playing the piano because you're not allowed to do real instruments on the stage but no. uh, you know it'd be quite doesn't nice matter. it doesn't matter as long as I know those chords uh, okay I'm are ready. we just going to jump in what would you give the song called Bring Them Peas? I may just be very drunk. Oh, so, listeners, please do contact us here for your podcast at gmail.com if I'm, I'm just being too drunk. But <laughs> Don't. I really liked it. Okay. So I'm going to give it Ds. Tear the second yeah. highest score of the whole thing. Hey, I feel I like it's really good because we, we've got it. a because we've got a we've got a, a nice like piano song. I think it was just a really well put together song. I'm so proud of you, mate. <laughs> Shut up. Oh no, I am. <laughs> that was lovely, Graham. Graham, Graham, I've done it now. I've done it now. I'm tell him you're proud I've too. To that was a bloody lovely week. song, wasn't it? He's going to go back to his nonsense next week. So tell him you're bloody proud. <laughs> I done a yoga version song. <laughs> That's my song next week. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Written. Uh, well, there we go. Ten. There we go. Add that to the album of greatest hits of Euphoria. Oh, I love it. I'm trying to figure out how to get it on Spotify. Oh. I can't right now, though. This is our best episode. This is this is our best episode. <laughs> and don't any of you yes, say and, otherwise. Yes, and we're going to keep going forever because yes, and. We're never going to stop. So like half an hour ago when I thought we were at the end, I said, to, if Ronan keeps us in, I was literally like, it's only five past seven. We've nailed it tonight. Yeah. It's half seven. We're it's, fine. We're still fine. It's half yes. seven and I'm battered. I'm getting that Copperberg while we're packing up. Yeah, we're going to get drunk. Uh, <laughs> Me so. and Roland went for Mool Freak last night. <laughs> and it was bloody great. We had Belgian beers and went for Mool Freak. I was like, I was ready for you to wrap it up. And then you're like, no, here's another tangent. <laughs> Here's what we had for dinner last can night. Can we just call, I know normally we name it after the song, but can we just call this episode Tangent? Oh, Tangent. The Tangent, tangent one. The one with the tangents. We went a bit mad. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, I'm going to end the podcast the same way we end every podcast. Everyone. And I almost said every podcast. Everyone. End it the every way. The every, every way. way. End it. That's my next song. The every way. End it the everywhere. <laughs> we can't end the podcast. This podcast is unendable. It's never... <laughs> We're going to end the podcast you the same way. You can't do it like that. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're crying. Because I am crying. Okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we are going to end it 
the same way. Same as every, like, fortnight. We end every podcast, this series. Roland, would you rather... Yeah, okay. ...be in... Oh. ...hugely rich, famous, iconic, well-respected... But internally, oh, heartbreaking things going on. Eurovision band ABBA. Ah. Or... (laughs) Slightly odd, but always hilarious, highly, hilariously respected Eurovision band, continually going and lifelong friend of the group, Bucks Fizz. Oh. There's highlights of both because actually I don't know what I'd answer there. Abba, you're rich, well respected, but also I mean you're not doing much right now in in front of the camera. Bucks Frizz always talks about. Always talks about. Always touring. You're in Lancashire next week, mate. Cheryl's always at a village fight. Cheryl, you be with Cheryl. She's at a village fight. I'd like that life. I'd like that Bucks life. Bucks Fizz life. Village fights. Mate, I respect that. And I respect that. Village fights and then ever to tour. I mean, obviously I'd have chosen Abba because I mean, you're mental to choose I Bucks know, Fizz. Mental. No, you're not. It's great. But it's comfortable. You, know you know what I've been after recently? Comfort. And that's what that is. Comfort. Comfortable in the knowledge that my musical Good legacy lad. is here. I respect that. And I would be, I would be Cheryl. Part of R-O-B, the Fizz. A lifelong. Why can't they call themselves Bucks Fizz at this point? <laughs> Who owns the rights to Bucks Fizz? Who owns the rights to Bucks Fizz? It's, it's no one. Th- I, I do at this point. Literally, I own, I own the rights to the name they Bucks Fizz. Legally tie themselves in knots so that Bucks Fizz, you can't even say the word anymore. The Fizz. It's all the original members. I, my, my mind's blown. <laughs> It's got angry, guys. It's all ended on a down name. Said we, said we go dark. We went dark, then light, then dark again. Yeah. It's, it's co- over. After five and a half hours, it's now. <laughs> Do you get to say bye now? We're done. I bye. Th- <laughs> I thought we were going to say bye on my anger. But we're saying bye now. <laughs> Love you, bye. Bye.